This evening's Dharma talk is titled, Go to Hell. So now that I have your attention, what am I saying by that? I'm not just kind of funny, maybe. But actually, what I'm saying is I'm saying whatever arises in your mind, don't object, don't agree, don't run away, don't cover it up, don't blame, don't, 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 don't. On the other hand, if it's intense, and if it's coming up and it's in your mind stream, something you think is yours, then I highly recommend that you go right into the negativity. Go to hell. I don't mean go to hell and kill yourself. And I don't mean that. I'm saying this, for most people, this isn't going to work. This kind of talk is going to sound like gibberish or foolishness. But to someone who's been working on their mind for years, especially... Uh, but not uh, exclusively, someone who's working on their mind and trying to understand what the negativity is, what our life is about. Why do we have? Why, 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 why? The why is circular. You get, you're going to get a because. But the only way that I, that I know of, and this comes from looking at this, not from studying books, though some of the books are pointing to this just in different ways. When I say go to hell, I'm saying be responsible for what arises in your mind stream. I'm not talking about the ego taking credit or taking the blame or any of that. I'm saying respond, respond to it. Something shows up, respond to it. If there's a knock at the door, open it. Respond to it. The other way that this is uh, talked about is uh, the vow, the bodhisattva vow the third of the three pure precepts, be with all things. Another way to say that is save all beings or put everyone before yourself. It's not easy to do. It's impossible to do. But if you intend, if you intend, if you intend to do that, that way you see the how impossible it is. And that's when the self-centeredness starts falling by the wayside because it does not want to go there. What wants to go there? Consciousness, awareness. Awareness, that's how you do this. I'm practically telling you how to do it, aren't I? I'm just saying, intend. If you do anything other than intend, if you intend with, is this working? Is this working? That's a misunderstanding. That's, that's the materialistic, the mundane path of accomplishment, of getting somewhere in success. I'm not saying that doesn't apply to some extent to the provisional teachings, but it doesn't go very far. Yeah, is before you know it, you're starting to head towards a cliff. It's completely dark off that. You get close to that cliff or to that forest or that uh, cave of demons. So go to hell. This is a Kishidigarbha, the Bodhisattva, or Jizo Bodhisattva, the, the Bodhisattva that goes into hell and actually works with uh, beings there. It's just a way of talking about it. No one's literally going anywhere. <clears throat> but this is a way of working with your negativity rather than trying to cover it up, change it, seal it off, drug it away, even meditate it away by doing special, special tantric practices that will keep the negativity. We'll invite Dorji Bernaychen or one of the other Mahakalas to come and maybe. But this will especially make sense to you if you've tried everything. If you can't seem to find a way to work with the negativity, even though you've been meditating for years, 
You can't find a way to actually fundamentally work with the negativity. It just keeps coming up and showing up. Same damn story, around and around. And here you've been meditating for a long time, 15, 20 years, maybe 30 years. <clears throat> They'll go to hell. When the negativity arises, do nothing with it as far as pushing it. Do nothing with it as far as fluffing it up. Do nothing with it as far as distracting yourself, moving away from it. No, no Prozac, no Wellbutrin, no, 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 no. And do I, am I against that? No, no, I'm not. You may, anyone, any one of us may, maybe those who, especially those who don't meditate, but you may need to use some, you may need some of that to stabilize you. I don't know, but you do. And if you are, uh, a meditator, besides you're also seeing, seeing a therapist. In the old days, back when I started this, it was like, oh, you don't need therapists. You need to be just a meditator. Well, this is untrue. It was untrue then. It's untrue now. You may need to talk to somebody and work with your mind in a different way than just watching the shit come and go. Come and go, come and go, come and go. You may need to work with it a different way. But that's up to you. The meditation teacher may be able to give a recommendation, but if you came to me and asked me about that, I would say, do you need to do that? He said, I think I do. And I said, well, then, then do that. How, you, there's no rule against having a therapist or, or taking Prozac, for that matter. But do it with awareness. Be aware of what you're doing. Include what's happening rather than push it aside or, or add things on, like I probably shouldn't be doing this, but this or that, or, or some other kind of journalism about yourself. Stop it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't add. Don't add. Don't add. Excuse me. So to go back to go to hell, what I'm saying is when the negativity arises, especially the negativity that doesn't seem to have any, any shape to it, it's just like a difficult feeling somewhere, somewhere. Right here, usually, or here. Doesn't seem to be too much where the place where we normally think of the thought process is more deep, it hurts, painful. I'm saying don't abandon that. Don't abandon that. Don't abandon that by blaming someone. Don't abandon that by blaming yourself. Don't abandon that by coming up with little ideas about why that's happening and how you're not drinking enough water. <clears throat> or any other uh, not eating the right food or not, not maybe, maybe that's true, but you might want to just start with the raw material, which is what? Just the feeling itself. It sucks. I know. I deal with it also. That's how I know about it. But I can tell you if you, whatever arises in your mind stream, it is a gift to you. You might not think of it as that. But you could try it. You could look. This is this is a uh, the, another way we, we say it in the in the practice is, is a dharma gate. The negativity that arises. The Buddha did not say life was suffering for the hell of it. He did not say this. So oh, now I got that down. Now I can go to the pleasurable part. As far as I can see, he wanted you to look at the suffering, and acknowledge it, and see the suffering. It's not nihilism. That's a bunch of psychological baloney that 
people come up with because they can't stand to look at anything with, for very long without some kind of commentary. Constant comment. We do it to ourselves. This is why we meditate. So we can sit down and hold off on the commentary for an hour. And just watch what comments on itself, the constant comment that comes out of the Alayavajnana or the seventh consciousness. <clears throat> if you don't know, look it up. Been around for centuries and centuries. How the mind is set up according to the Buddha's Dharma. <clears throat> so what happens when you do, when you go into it, I'm not saying you agree with it, I'm just saying that it shows up and you just feel that. That's how you go in, you just, it's already hell. So you don't really have to go to it, you just, you're already in hell. It's already terrible. It's already, however, you could come up with words that I haven't, but it's just, sucks. I don't know what else to say about it. just painful. And there doesn't seem to be any way out. How do we know? It's we're looking for a way out. That's how we know there isn't any way out. But there is a way in, and that's where you need to go. Go within. This is a teaching that was around way before this old man showed up. Go within. This is what the sitting practice of meditation is about. Sit down, hold still, go within. And as soon as you find any kind of a barrier, just look at it. Don't push on it. Don't run away from it. Don't name it. Don't classify it. Do nothing with it. Just look right at it. Go to hell. Go into the hell. Go into the suffering. Look at the suffering. Receive the suffering. Train your mind. And how do you do that? You go to the area where you are untrained. You work in that area. Sitting practice of meditation, the instruction is just to observe what moves. This is Shikantaza. And by doing that, probably going to get difficult. Doesn't seem to be some kind of a payoff to that. You might do that and return to that. The negativity comes up and you might find that you just go into that. You don't have to maintain that. That doesn't mean you get some kind of a credential for staying with the negativity. Don't stay with anything. If it starts to fade off, watch it fade off. If it comes back, then watch it come back. If it turns sideways, watch it turn sideways. If it starts to feel really good, let it really feel good. If it starts to be a burning sensation in the middle of your heart, let it burn. What is real? What is real? What is really important is not threatened at all. Who you actually are is not threatened, but that is covered up by hope and fear, love and hate, and all the other polarities that we deal with all the time as human beings. And the whole world is, look anywhere and you see the extreme of, of, I don't really like that. I don't really like that, or that shouldn't be that way with a finger. This turns into an AK-47 without a lot of movement. It can. It can. It can also turn into someone commanding people to, in the 1930s, to starve people, as they did in as Stalin did in Russia. I can go on and on about that, but I'm not a historian. Go to hell. That doesn't mean that it's some kind of nihilism or negativity. It's just, just like the Buddha said, life is suffering. You've heard me say, repeat that over and over again, because I've said, and I'll say it now, if you really understand that first noble truth, you're done. 
because when you really realize what this is, you realize what he was pointing at. So something happens there about the change in attitude. The negativity comes up instead of pushing away, instead of blaming someone, instead of blaming yourself, instead of uh, threatening to leave or threatening to quit meditation forever. None of you have ever been there, I'm sure. Instead of doing that, just look at it. Just look at it. Just look. It will not last, but it will persist if you push, pull, if any, if you buy into any of the three poisons of pushing, aggression, pulling, passion, explaining, justification, all of the other passion operating, op, the things that operate under that kind of grasping energy, or ignoring or shutting down or distracting yourself or turning away, <clears throat> thinking about something else, <clears throat> reciting a mantra. And I'm not against mantras. I'm all for mantras when they're used in a way that is not about covering things up, but about strengthening the awareness or that which is aware. So it's about the intention to see what that is. It's not about the accomplishment or looking to see is negativity going away. By doing this, by going to hell, is, uh, is it, I mean, I don't really have to do that. No, you may have to do that. You may have to do that from now on. There's no guarantee of anything. Anytime there's a guarantee, you are, if you buy into a guarantee, if you guarantee anybody anything, promise anybody anything, I'm not saying you can't make an agreement to go and uh, scrub the kitchen floor and something else takes you away from it because you can't keep your agreement. But the, it's about the intention. Not about the accomplishment, because if you if you force that, you are actually going against basic teaching of the Buddha, which is pratitya samuppada. Everything is dependent on everything. Nothing comes from its own side. Everything is is a part of to keep continue to use the um, the feeling of disconnectedness when we begin to look at this. Everything is a part of this entirety that we call this our life. Very important to see that, include that. So the intention to keep the agreement is important. It's the intention, the intention to save all beings, the intention. This, this, uh, uh, this is the way it resides uh, with the quality of the spiritual path rather than the, the mechanical grasping of greed. The mechanical grasping is, I can't stand to be wrong. Or I don't want to, I have to force this because otherwise I won't look good. I need to explain why this is happening so someone won't think I'm shirking my responsibilities. I'm sure you've been there. I certainly have. I've never left there. I'm still in hell. So I know about this. And I also know that if this doesn't work for you, leave. Go somewhere else. But you might want to wait a couple of years and give it some time because you aren't going to know in 20 seconds or 20 minutes whether what I'm saying uh, has uh, import for you or not. It might take a lot longer. This is not easy. It's not going to get easier. It won't necessarily get harder, but it's difficult. I'm interested in all of you 
And so far as I can help you, realize who you are. So when you get ready to go in back into the elements, in other words, die, uh, you know who you are. You know what this is. And you are totally uh, fearless. And oh, no one anything. I'll take questions if you have them. If you don't have them, I'll continue to talk, or we could close. You better be good. You don't usually have a serious look in your face. Oh, now you're... Okay, go ahead. How do we see the suffering in our habits that we've convinced ourselves that we like? Just that you can even say that tells me you know where to look. Just that you can ask that kind of a question tells me you know you know if you're covering that up or not. You you follow a little bit what I'm saying? It's a matter of repetition. Return to it. Return. Return to the wall. Return to that question. If you need to, write it out in longhand and look at that. Uh, ask yourself that question. How do I know? How do I know that? You need to know it. The teacher may point it out to you, uh, actually literally tell you, but it's better if you see it. How do we go to hell if we don't know we're in hell? If we don't know we're in hell? You know, if we're covering up that word. It might not be time to do that. Don't dig for it. I'm, this is specifically addressing people who are, who are suffering deeply. They're meditators. They're working with it. Most everyone here uh, ha, does some meditation. So that's what I'm addressing. And if you're on this path, eventually you're probably going to run into that. might be in the second 10 years, as Coben talks about. Or not. I'm not saying that. Everybody has to go through some kind of horrible suffering. It, it, just the karma for each person is uh, quite a bit different. But all of us have been here forever. So, have you ever been in hell? No. Want to go back? No. Then don't. You don't have to. But if 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 some kind of tortured situation happens. Something happens uh, around you that triggers that kind of a terrible state. It could be someone dying. It could be any number of things could cause that or, or appear, appear to trigger that because that's already in the nature of consciousness is this, that most of the time by focusing on certain things like the end, what's at our fingertips or what's in our hands or what we're stirring in the pot, by doing that, we're ignoring everything else. We have eyes in the front of the head, uh, front of our head. We're predators. We go after things. So that has its upside and its downside. And the other things, you know, the things with eyes in the side of their head, they're looking out for us. <laughs> they're not going after anything. Is that helpful? Further <laughs> 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 questions? Isaac Bowen. Yes, Isaac. Can space itself be hell, Bowen? 
Yes. You could even say that space, uh, that anything that shows up is uh, space, but it might be filled with all kinds of stories about horrible things and demons and nightmares and uh, being uh, afraid of everything, afraid of the dark, afraid of other, what what's coming, uh, a kind of paranoia that can be triggered by anything in any direction. Even very young children are born uh, with memories of this kind of thing that's coming and going that is frightening or um, causes them to feel insecure, even though they've just got here. You have a further question on that? Isaac Bowling, so space could also be heaven. It could be anything, Bowling? It's just a, talking about space. It's just a, an open dimension in which forms arise, come and go, come and go. Would be the way I'm understanding your question. So yes, it could be full of angels and full of demons. To use those polarities. But if, Isaac, if go ahead, please go ahead. You Isaac Bowling. So we have no control over the the ships in space. Um. We, we might have some, uh, you could say it this way. We have just enough control to, uh, um, be, f uh, um, to make us into fools that believe our thoughts and projections. There's just enough control. I can reach for this. I can put it back down. I can put this away. I can pick it up. I can strike the bell. I can get up and leave the room. I have a lot of relative say so, which what does that do? That in, that helps us to feel that we are this uh, what's uh, commonly called uh, sometimes in the in the spiritual traditions a bag of shit because it's all just that. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that we're going the other way with, with some kind of value or going into some kind of polarity. Isaac Bowling, say you're in the hell realm and you pick up that stick. Can anything like that bring you out or in it, Bowling? The stick? Sure, anything like that, Bowling. Okay. Yes. It's, a, it's an open dimension. Hell, and this is not, nothing fancy, hell is, a, uh, is a, what consciousness does when the aspect of consciousness that is paranoid shrinks up into a solid being that is afraid of something else, of other, and will shrink up into that and will fight, as they say, tooth and nail to uh, with uh, aspects of his or her own consciousness. And if that doesn't work, that you can actually project that situation onto others and then go to war with them. Go to war with someone that really is not, not even doing anything. Or someone who seems to be doing something and maybe even is doing something, but it's still relative truth. We're still fighting with otherness and not realizing uh, our ultimate nature, which is uh, awake and not at war with anything. Isaac Bowling, so... When in hell do you recommend to not do anything unless you have to? Bowen? When in hell? Yes. Well, if you're in hell, just be in hell. 
And if I say, um, go to hell, I'm functioning as a Dharma teacher. And it's just a way, like I said, it's a way of getting your attention. But I'm, what I'm talking about is stop fighting with the negativity. I'm not saying literally go into hell and, and, you know, burn in hell and, and, uh, and deliberately. It's not some kind of, uh, sadism or masochism or something like that. No, it's, it's functioning with your intelligence to go into that aspect of the mind that keeps haunting us or troubling us. Now, some of you may not have this. I've had people say to me, you know, you're so good on you're talking about this negativity. I just don't have it. I feel fine. And I, depending on who it is, I could say many different things back to that person. I might say, it's coming. I might say, or I might say, you know, the way you're wired, you're not, you're, your negativity or the way you're dealing with your, your belief in a separate self or, or, or your ego situation is not particularly giving you a lot of trouble right now. And maybe it never will. Because the particular dynamic that, that one person is going through is not particularly, particularly hellish. It's just shut down and closed off. So, I have some uh, questions on that I can't really see, but I see some questions if uh, Gilkido or Kozan or someone wants to read those, it'd be great. Gilkido bowing. Uh, there's two questions from Shoka. How do we go into hell when we see that we are looking for a way out? If we aren't going to war with anything, is whatever is arising still hell? There's two questions. Wow. Well, in your case, yeah. A little humor there for Shoka. So when you say you're not going to war with anything, you are lying to yourself. That you brought it up. You can't cover that up. Ask another question. Come and get me. His first question was, how do we go into hell when we see that we are looking for a way out? Um, do it anyway. Because what you're telling me is you're aware that you have other motivations or other things around there looking for a way out. As long as you're aware of it, I've said this over and over and over again. I'll say it again. You do not have to be someone else. You don't have to stop the so-called looking for a way out. You just have to be aware of it. That will come apart. If, if awareness, uh, the separation of passion, aggression, and ignorance can't hold up for very long under the awareness because awareness is not about someone who's aware. It's about just consciousness only. It takes a while. It takes quite a while. This is why it's necessary to have a teacher, a teaching, and a community. Other people are doing this, they're functioning differently than you are, having different kinds of experiences with the same teaching or the same teacher. If you talk to anyone about how Trungpa Rinpoche uh, functioned, to some people, he was, uh, uh, Susan just said recently, some uh, she was quoting uh, uh, someone who said that sometimes he would lop people's heads off. I saw that. And other times he was the sweetest person you can imagine. So he, what was he doing? He was meeting, my understanding, based on what I'm looking at, he was meeting each person where they're at and functioning out of what he saw. But someone who knows what, who they are 
knows what the subjectivity is and that the subjectivity is not separate from the objectivity or subject and object. Those are not two different things. If you realize it, uh, you're, you're done for from as far as being a, a simple, uh, a simple operating person who's getting their way and avoiding danger and getting ahead and staying alive and all that gone. Past and future gone. It's not that there isn't a past and a future. It just has no, has no, it gets its, uh, the past and the future, it gets its meaning from what? The present moment. Take a close look. There isn't anything but the present moment. And what holds that up? Those bookends. But if you look closely at the present moment, even that is untrue. Is there another one there, Gokudo? Gokudo bowing. This is from Christine. There's no last name. It's Christine with a K and all caps. Okay, we'll just, I'll go. There's so many Christines, uh, just was wondering which Christine, but that's okay. I don't need to know. I can respond to the question. She says, is it possible that looking for what is not is the definition of hell in the first place that is looking for a way out at all? Well, it could be. There again, we're getting into a lot of differentiation there, which uh, is uh, ego loves that. Self-centeredness loves to be somebody or different. It's a different way that I see it. Like you see things differently than someone else does. It doesn't mean that you're correct or incorrect. It's just a, we tend to modify things to suit ourselves. So I'm not sure what, what you want to know basically there, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not coming this way direct enough, at least from my perception of it, for me to give you a direct response. Kevin Bowing. Kevin. If life is suffering, what is the cessation of suffering, Bowing? So the third noble truth or uh, um, cessation, Niroda, uh, cessation of suffering uh, is not necessarily the cessation of the suffering itself. This is a, this is a, a, a Provisional teachings now. This is not, this is not Mahayana teachings, although it's not separate from the Mahayana, but it's a basic structure that helps us start on the path. Life is suffering. Yep. It's pretty difficult. Uh, the, the cause of that, let's go through all four. The cause of that is wanting something else. Okay. If you want something else, then there's going to be frustration or difficulty. And then the third noble truth, which the, as far as we know, the Buddha talked about was that this can come to an end, that there is a cessation. And the fourth one is that comes uh, comes to an end through meditation practice, mind training, Shila Samadhi and Prajna. Uh, you could say the Eightfold Path, but I prefer to use just those three. Discipline, hold still. Observe, look at, look, use a form and look at what this is. Discipline. Samadhi. See what it is. See that it's not to. And prajna or wisdom. Uh, see the ultimate nature of what this is through doing that. Very simple situations, very difficult, very challenging, very time consuming to work on that. So coming back to your question, Kevin, uh, what comes to an end? And this is a, 
I'm happy to talk uh, the rest of the whatever time we have about this. It, it, what comes to an end is the grasping, the rejecting, and the shutting down in relationship to otherness or to the otherness of suffering, to the otherness of not getting your way, to the otherness of being somebody who's not, who's uh, uh, who's uh, being um, threatened or tortured or suffering uh, in some kind of a, a way where you're not getting what you want and you're getting what you don't want, which is uncomfortable or torture. What comes to an end is the grasping, is the self, the imaginary self that thinks there's somebody in this matrix we call Paticca Samutpada, that just because there's bodies showing up in this huge, incredible uh, matrix, we tend to identify with this person or we identify with that person as ourself, as somebody. And it's, it, it's stable enough. The bo- human body is stable enough that we can do that. But even uh, alternative kind of things start to show up in the consciousness, especially uh, recently with uh, uh, all of the, the variations on that that are uh, uh, against a kind of conservative culture, LGBTQ situation where someone is in a situation where they need to do something else with it. And probably in ancient cultures, that was just fine. People were, well, they just went this way. They went, they, they're not too concerned. But the conservative situation is to hold tight and make sure that everything aligns itself with what you think is true because your beliefs are about protecting yourself from what? From hell. They even talk about it in other religious situations about don't go to hell. Well, I say go to hell. Find out who you are. Don't hold back. This is a spiritual path. It's not a path of going to heaven. This heaven and hell are not two different things. Life and death are not two separate things. This is the other world. This is the the world we're trying to avoid. (laughs) Kevin, more? Kevin Bowing, I just always feel that teaching is such a bait and switch because <laughs> it seems like, oh yeah, well, if you do X, Y, and Z, then you'll get better. But then there's kind of like a whoopee cushion at the end of it. <laughs> Bowing. Well, there, there, there is no getting better. There's no getting better, but there is realization. There, you can realize what this is. You can. But it just won't show up the way you thought realization would be. Because if you keep looking for a particular way that your mind is going to be, if you're getting close to realization, then there's going to be a lot of disappointment there, which is what? The path to realization is disappointing because the ego mind wants to be realized. And you can't be. But that doesn't mean you get rid of the ego mind because it's unreal in the first place. So you don't believe it, don't disbelieve it, certainly don't ignore it. I'm all about responding to questions, as I sometimes say. Please uh, bring this together. Go ahead, please. Kelly. Um, You don't reference the present moment very often. Can you say more about the present moment is a lie? It's just uh, it's just incorrect from the point of view of uh, of being some kind of place that you can be or not be. So there's a, there's a, there's a past, our memory ties into that. 
and relative truth operates just fine there. There's a future of relative truth operates. We project uh, something's going to happen next. I'll get up later and go into the other room and uh, and take off my robes and put on my my uh, Samui. And when you and I will drive back to Nova Scotia, isn't that where we're at? Yeah, we'll go back to Nova Scotia. And anybody's welcome to come with us. So I've got a machine that you get in the machine, it shrinks you down to the size of a thimble. I line you up all along the back window. We don't take any cats with us, so don't worry. <laughs> see, see where I'm going with that a little bit? I'm, I'm talking silly. But I mean, we talk like that about the world around us, and we might as well be talking about cat thimbles. Because it's unreal. It's fundamentally unreal. But it's devastatingly threatening if we don't know what this is. If you don't know who we are, if you don't know, that's why I say, if you want to know what I would like you to do, is find out who you are. You don't have to join. I don't have any clubs to join. And I don't have any dues yet, but I hear that coming. <laughs> so look out. Get them while they're free. Get it while it's free. Somebody no bowing. Somebody's going to start charging money. I think I know who she is. <laughs> Go ahead, Gokido. There's a question from Kirshin in Kirshin. the chat box. Is hell the same of, of what some call edge practice, stretching what you can stand? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I, I've never heard that term, but uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. But that, it's, there's it's something kind of strategic about that. So maybe I think it's more horrible than that. If you have a further question around it, you can elaborate a little bit. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with it. I don't know. Edge practice, stretching what you can stand. Um, you can't stand hell. Go there anyway. Yes. What's happening when we do become tolerant of something? You could actually be tolerant of it. It could not just not be uh, creating so much uh, so much itchiness anymore, or dis or discontinuity or displeasure. It's very possible that could be happen rel happening relatively. And it's also that you're very subtly turning away from it. Possibly you're modifying it. You, you're projecting onto it in such a way that it looks different to you. So therefore, uh, it doesn't bother you as much. Especially if you can blame someone. If you can say, well, it's because of the way I was raised. I did that for many years because I was pretty much tortured by well, my, my step parent. But they're not, they're not to blame for anything. They're no more real than I am or you are. Manifest, but basically unreal. Temporary. This is going down. This is coming apart. Like the Titanic, they say, moving the deck, the deck chairs around on the Titanic is what we, our life is, but we're going down. This is not negativity, it's just the truth. More? This is a, this is a difficult topic, difficult to talk about. It's difficult, but challenging for me to talk about because I want to make sure that I, and so far as I can, even though I'm talking to a lot of people, I, I meet you as much as I can where you're at or give you the opportunity to come and uh, 
meet this per this teacher where he is at. All I can say is there's no solid being here. There is someone here, but that that being is unreal. I, I don't know how else to say it. Uh, there's no, and I have no proof. I don't need any proof. Uh, I can't even teach unless you show up as a student. If you don't show up as a student, then I'm probably not a teacher. Sir. What does it look like to go to hell when we're leaking difficulty or taking it out on others? Good one. So that may become a practice where you, if you understand what I'm saying, and I think you do, <clears throat> then you don't ignore or try to stop the leaking. In other words, what I call an outflow. You're having the difficulty, and then because the difficulty is so difficult, and it starts to have a story around it that it's because of them, or it's because of what she did, he did, they did. We we abandon the causation because we we impute that there's somebody who who is having that feeling, and that's you, the imaginary nature, Arikalpata, is having that feeling, and we that's the, uh, that's all the energy we need to abandon the relativity of the emotion that the imputed being is having and find out who's causing that. If you want that, or that you're causing it, you start to feel guilty and ashamed. Go from one on pride, they're doing it. I'm not to blame. She, they, the situation, my job, my coworkers, the world causing me this difficulty. Or the other way, way is to go down. No, I'm just, I'm a miserable person. I'm never going to get this. And, and start to rack up a lot of stories to lecture ourselves, to confirm, it's about ego, confirm that there's somebody who knows what's going on and it's them and it's you and you're miserable. You're never going to get any better. <clears throat> That's one way of seeing it. <clears throat> and what you do as a meditator is, for one thing, sit a lot. So that there's a possibility that when the, the negativity arises, when the hell starts to show up in your mind, and instead of abandoning what shows up in your mind for someone who doesn't like it or someone who thinks somebody else caused that emotion happening in you, instead of doing that, uh, go right into it. Go into it and feel you're basically dedicating your life to all beings. This is a vow of the Bodhisattvas to be with all things. You get your opportunity as soon as the crap rises in your mind. That's a Dharma gate. Don't grasp it. Don't pull it down. Don't get rid of it, but feel that. It's, it's done with the awareness and with the emotions, with the feeling. Just feel that. You won't blow up. It might not feel very good. And it might not go away. But if you're, if you're, if you're receiving in that area, then you're not producing outflows towards someone else or leaking, as you were saying. <clears throat> and even if you are, it's probably not very much. If they're, if they're receiving, you're responsible for that. The ability to respond, not to blame. Quite a difference. More? Good question. Let's go. James, I'm buying. It seems like sometimes the best I can do is to just shut down. Um, and that I've noticed that about you. Yes, you just shut down. Why in the hell do you do that? 
How's that feel? I say, doesn't feel good. But if I don't say that, I say, just watch the shutting down. I'm not going to say that. There's no, it's not helpful for me or for anybody or any kind of parental approach that just does not help. It's just not good. It's not helpful. But what you can do is just observe that and don't give up. Don't look for results. Just, just concentrate, attend to, be aware of the intention to be with all things, starting with a very difficult feeling of being what dismissed by someone or ignored by someone, feeling left out or whatever may show up for you. It might be your description, not mine. Do anything with it. Other than what? Receive it. If it's showing up and knocking on the door and it's trying to say, here, take responsibility for me and get out there and find out who caused this and put a stop to it. You're tracking that a little bit. No. It's embarrassing if you start to realize that you're really responsible for everything you feel. Nobody's pouring buckets of emotion in you. Everything you feel is, is yours. Your life. Don't miss your life by covering anything up. Be happy, be miserable, be neutral. What, whatever shows up, that's it. Go ahead. What does it mean to um, respond with awareness? Where are you getting that from? Show bowing. Um, you say, like, responsibility is ability to respond. And I'm wondering, is that is that um, a movement or some... By responding to... Re by receiving it? Yeah. No. What does it mean? Or, I, I, that was my question. What is the response with awareness? Just receiving. Just You're just responsible for your own emotions that are rising in your mind stream are not yours. That's why it's so damn difficult because when I say be responsible for your feelings, the, 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 thing, the first thing the ego does is say, yeah, I told you so. It's I'm the one who's responsible for that. And it's because they made me do it or made me feel that way. So it's a, it's a uh, relative truth is a, a very difficult trap of otherness of feeling there's something else. And it's being reinforced, reinforced constantly by I'm sitting here I'm a human being, apparently. You're over there. You're a human being. So the very, from the minute you come into this world, the separation is intense. I, I, know, I don't know what you're thinking. You don't know what I'm thinking. Uh, I see you over there. You see me over here. There's a mutual understanding that we're separate and there are boundaries and all that. So everything in relative truth is reinforcing this. And the only time you can get an inkling, or one of the times anyway, you get an inkling that something is fishy about this is when you have a nightmare, a pleasant uh, nightmare, which is uh, not as good as a, what's the other kind of nightmare? The really scary kind of nightmare. Both nightmares are both things that happen at night that you think are real that get you really excited. Nightmares. And then you wake up and, oh, it's just, oh, I'm glad that was a dream. Well, this is a dream, as it says in the tradition, it says the dream you have at night is a sample dream, shows you what, what is unreal, uh, even though it seems extremely real when you're having it. But then we wake up and then whew, that's over with. Well, it's not over. You're still, a, you're still in this situation that you think is real, just because it's on a, a frequency that does not, does, uh, that, uh, has the intensity of past and future stronger because of 
of materiality is coming apart. Whereas materiality in the dream world, if I say uh, my favorite one is a there's a, a pink alligator. It was a yellow alligator in the kitchen right now. Do you see it? We all can see that. Is that real? Was it unreal? Did I create that? Did we create that together? Which way is the alligator facing? Towards the window or in here? Which way? Wrong. Has <laughs> anybody got it right? I'm, I'm just saying this is such an odd area that we rarely look at is how incredibly powerful the imagination is. It's just amazing that we're, we're, we're able to not only envision things that have never come into being, but we're able to envision with great certainty things that never will come into being. No guarantee of anything. You'll talk about the sense of vision or sight being really separated. Does that um, ever become more intimate, like taste or smell? Telling? Yes. It does. You want to know when? <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you stop wanting it, simply put. Or you could just uh, take my class, open in the eye mind. That might help you a little bit. He's writing it down. <laughs> so I, if I understand what you're asking about, I would say, yes, maybe not in the same way that taste or, or uh, smell or fragrance or thoughts or none in the same way. It has its own kind of chemistry, vision, shape, color, texture, space, dimension. All of that is coming together with uh, the other uh, aspects of the, the, the uh, fifth skanda, which are seeing or smelling, tasting, hearing, thinking, all of that is coming together to form the illusion of somebody, this, the body, that's somebody going somewhere, but there, there is no real being. It's an illusion, and yet the whole world is tearing itself apart over it, fighting, hurting other people, people hurting other people. Uh, isn't suffering like everything else that manifests impermanent? Yes. Yes. Then why do you say that uh, life is not part-time suffering, it's all full-time suffering? Then? But, uh, because it is. I, I'm, I'm talking about what I'm looking at. So if you think it's part-time, then you might be covering something up. I'm not saying you are. But you might be. You could consider, is there some aspect, you see some suffering in your life, but there's some aspect where it might, might look like happiness or fulfillment or something like that. So I'm not, I'm not saying you are incorrect. I'm just uh, inviting you to look more closely. And also, I'm happy to uh, talk to you in private about this, if you wish, only if you wish. But it's not about believing what I'm saying. You hear me say over and over again, I'll say it again, don't believe what I'm saying. Consider it and see how that looks in your own mind stream, in your own intelligence, in your own perception. And if you really think you have a handle on what this is that seems to be different than what I'm suggesting, come and talk to me about it. I prefer you don't do it in public because I don't be embarrassed when I start apologizing and sobbing in my hands. That's <laughs> so wrong. No, I'm, I'm kidding. You can say it anytime. It might be even better to say, 
that was uh, in the middle of a, a Dharma talk. If you understand, if you have an understanding it that is uh, contrary to what, go ahead. Just fine. Uh, are you perhaps referring to the pain of composite? Because to me, the pain of pain, to two things comes and goes. Yes. A pain of alteration, alternation also by definition comes and goes. It does. Is the pain of composite then? That's yes. the uh, yeah. permanent uh, suffering. That is the that is the su- that is the suffering that uh, that the Buddha is pointing to. Yeah. He doesn't break it down to you know first grade, second grade, third grade, something like that. But yes, that's what he's talking about. Yes, sir. <clears throat> to Shoka's question earlier about how do we go to hell when we see we're trying to find a way out of it, oh. you responded, do it anyway. I did. That feels like a conceptual roadblock to me. Is there... Um, what I said or what he said? <laughs> which one's conceptual, which one's a roadblock? The response of do it anyway, when whenever you say that, mm-hmm. it stops me in my tracks. Good. Good. <clears throat> so, what stopped in its tracks? What stopped in its tracks? What is it that stopped in its tracks? Tell me. You just use the phrase, What? who is it that stops in their tracks? Stop in their tracks. Who, what, what is that? Find out. Find out. Take it to the wall. Take it to the, the Buddha, the Dharma, and Sangha. Use this structure, the, t- the structure of this uh, amazing teaching to find out your true nature. It's not something to believe or disbelieve or think of. It's something that you see yourself. You can do that. You will do that. How do we do it anyway? Intend. Persist. Just like what you're saying, that stops me in my tracks. And if you're stopped in your tracks, that's where you persist. That's where you intend. It's like, if it feels like a wall in front of you, then just look at the wall. Look at the, at the blockage rather than try to find a way to remove the blockage. This is, rel- this is a relative trying to solve it as a problem. And the wall may look like a wall, but if you look at it long enough, it is not a wall. It's a gate. It's a Dharma gate. It, it, it eventually opens just because you, you're, you're going to stay there until it opens, even if it never opens. Persist, persist. Yes, go ahead. How does the intention to do it anyway not just blast through that wall without looking at it? We'll stop you. Wait, what did you say? I said, we'll stop you. Okay. What do I mean by that? You see what I'm saying when I say that? This is why you can't do this yourself. You need the teacher. Uh, you need the Dharma, the teaching, which I'm doing my best to present it whenever I do talk. And you and you need the community or the sangha, or people who are functioning with all kinds of different issues that you might not even have. Or the issues that are very similar to yours. Passion, aggression, ignorance. Uh, there's just so many of them. Being with a community where people are 
intent upon seeing what this is. Uh, it's, it's a powerful environment to be in. You've been here for years. Just continue. You're a young woman. Continue, continue. Your appearance. Wisdom hammer. <laughs> yes. Continuing on the same, uh, on my yeah. lesson about pain of composite, is it pointing to the pain of the fundamental pain of dual dualism or separation? Well, the way you're asking the question, I would say yes. I, I could. We'd have to talk about that a little bit more because because it's not actually a conclusion about it. It's more ex extensive than that. It goes it goes so many directions you can't even trace all of it. It's just suffering. It's just the the nerve endings are spread everywhere. Difficulty. More. Is there a final final question anywhere on Zoom? Can you, can you read Christine's question there, someone? Okay, no bowing. Uh, she says, okay, the same thing happened to me when Sokazan said, go into hell, fear, emotional resistance, and I have a broken keyboard, very hard to type, and misspelling is inadvertent. Um, emotional res resistance for me somatizes as a physical sensation, can't see into it. So isn't that ignorance? Isn't it emblematic of ignorance to not be able to see into a process but have to feel it to be aware? No. No to all of those. No, 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 no. No. Further questions? Consider what I'm saying. I mean, I could elaborate, but say no. No, it's not that. Don't don't take what shows up and begin to immediately abandon the barrier that shows up there and conclude something about it. And also don't maintain your eyeballs on the barrier, but you could at least look at it. It's like looking at a wall. Just look at it. Don't conclude. Don't figure it out. Don't cave into some kind of strategy to come up with some kind of idea about it. Any further questions? I guess we can close then. Thank you. May this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. 
Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with hope. If you value the teachings of Sokozan, and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokokoji.org.